0: To the K. To the K. Hello, welcome to another episode of the A to the K wrestling show. As always, we are Karl and Anthony, and as always, let's throw it over to Road Dog to kick off with A to the K's little known fact of the week. Oh, you didn't know? Oh yeah. So Anthony, love is in the air. Valentine's Day has just been and gone, and often- That's true. Wedding bells are ringing in WWE, from Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth to Billy and Chuck. WWE has seen its fair share of weddings. But, Anthony, did you know the WWE record for the most on screen wedding ceremonies is actually four? Um, yeah. Who do you think has that prestigious honour, Anthony? Who could it be? Four wedding ceremonies they've been a part of.
1: Four. I don't, I'm honestly struggling. Like, my head's gone to Triple H, but, like, mm. he only ever really married Stephanie, didn't he? Mm. Interesting, interesting. But, like, I can't think of anyone who's, like, been married multiple times on screen. What
0: shall I tell you? Shall I tell you who it is? Oh, go on. Put me out of my misery. Because you're not far wrong. It's actually Stephanie McMahon, of course. Um. Yeah. So, you may remember early Attitude Era days um, Undertaker. Decided that he was going to marry her, and you know, oh, put her on a yeah, crucifix was weird, and all that. Yeah. Um, so that was technically a ceremony.
1: <laughs> it's a traditional to take a
0: She was scheduled to be married to Test um, when it was actually revealed that she had been married <laughs> uh, earlier in the day with Triple H. Uh, so oh yeah, the old um,
1: marriage against their will. Yeah.
0: And then in 2002, Triple H and Stephanie were planning to renew their vows. They had a vow renewal ceremony, um, which. Yeah, didn't uh, actually go to plan because Triple H found out that she lied about being pregnant. Because that's the kind of stuff that happens on wrestling shows.
1: Um, it's a roller coaster ride, those two men.
0: exactly. So there you go. The more you know. Another fun filled fact, you know, this week on the eight K Wrestling love. Show.
1: Triple H taking the high ground on the like the renewal of the vows when uh, she wasn't even conscious for their first one.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <a K-fabe, obviously. laughs> Look how much he's grown and matured in them. You know, for <laughs> sure it is. Um, so yeah, let's throw it back over to road dog. And um, that's been another little known fact of the week. Oh, you didn't know. Beautiful. So Anthony,
1: shall we kick things off with WWE? Do you want to take us to our first WWE highlight this week? Okay, Carl, and I don't think this is um, anything that will surprise you. I was praising them last week and praising them again this week. In fact, I'll praise everyone involved. It's RK Bro and Alpha Academy and the Quiz Bowl. Oh yes, definite highlight this week. We mentioned last week um, about Chad Gable and how, uh, like, basically he's getting to shine at the moment. And he, uh, I I don't want to repeat too much, but obviously we likened them to the Kurt Angle stuff and honestly again seeing more of what he's doing with i think it's almost a when you get to see someone deal with something goofy like this and get it over i think it's a real testament to them and i'm not saying people should be handed uh what's the, what's the old term Carl? chicken shit and turn into chicken salad <laughs> but um i think the fact that all parties involved in this are making it all so fun when it, it could this could be something that fell flat as fuck really let's be honest uh, it's a testament to the four of them absolutely is
0: um you know, I think we can both sit here and talk all day about Chad Gable and how far he's obviously come along and the amazing work he's doing. But RK-Bro okay, as well, still consistently standing the test of time. Um, great idea to put them two together. Fantastic pairing. Obviously, we're the recipient of the A to the Caney, best tag team uh, this Indeed. past year. So, um, yeah, nice to see them still together, whether that remains and whether, you know, they make it to WrestleMania. Um remains to be seen but yeah really enjoying the stuff they're doing and chad gable is fantastic so agreed highlights all round highlight's um <laughs> so the next one to talk about um just an actual good match when was the last time we saw just a decent wrestling match on a three-hour episode of monday night raw you know what
1: i mean um I mean, they've only got
0: three hours carl it's
1: a tight three hours it's a really tight <laughs> three hours Yeah, you know. it's an so, excellent um, point you mean how are they gonna fit any any sort of wrestling into a sports entertainment show like that
0: well, exactly. Yeah. But somehow this week, somehow they managed to do it. Um, yeah. But we got obviously Damian Priest taking on AJ Styles. And man, I miss AJ Styles. You forget how good he is. Um, when he, Obviously, he's been doing the tag team shtick with Omos for a while. And, you know, even though they're absolutely killing Damian Priest from a, a character standpoint. Um, you know, he can still go in the ring, very much so. And I think the, the pair of them just put on a fantastic match. And if anything, having AJ going up against the likes of Damien Priest elevates the US title in a way that hasn't been done in a, a while, at least. So, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed.
1: Indeed. Looks like they're putting some respect on that title. Madness. <laughs> Almost. What's the madness? Well, Carl, the next one, um, just... I am, honestly, this might not even surprise you that that they're going to be listing my highlights. And this is nothing against them, but my next one goes to to Becky and Lita, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's because I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to this match, and I am not I have nothing against Becky is an amazing person, right? As far as like you know what what you see of her in real life and uh, you know interaction with fans and all that kind of stuff, and she's a very talented wrestler. So I, you know I'm not knocking her as a person. This current incarnation of Becky, this big time Becky, this um, super arrogant sort of character, I don't, I don't particularly like, and I, that's probably some of the aim because she is playing a heel. I think mm-hmm. I, I keep losing track. <laughs> um, so you know, it's probably having the desired effect, but I don't want to like a character. But at the same time, this whole thing works, and I'm actually looking forward to it. And there's, you know, this is at a at a point when you could be like. Uh, you know, all the Saudi show, or elimination Chamber, should I say it's just all about bringing back, you know, people who are past it, etc, cetera, etc, cetera. but you know what? Um, they don't get to do it with women's wrestling an awful lot. We've mentioned this before, like, you know, Goldberg can come back well into his, or getting on for his 60s, and they don't seem to do that with women's wrestlers, to be honest, and, um, you know, Lita, I know we've not seen a great deal of it just yet, but she can still go, man, so I'm actually really looking forward to this as a match. It's something we probably I don't I don't want to sound over dramatic gonna say but I didn't I wasn't ever expecting to get this matchup so it's mm. gonna be an interesting one. Um so I think it deserves to be a highlight this week because I think they're selling it well man.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um obviously similar I've never been a, f- a fan really of big time Bex. Um this promo though I thought was really good from her, you know, in terms of, mm. you know, um, you know, growing up being a big Lita fan and, and all that kind of stuff and how you know, essentially, the, it's a shame that she's going to have to basically uh, beat the shit out of her kind of thing. But yeah. Lita, who typically isn't known for her mic skills, did a, a pretty good job here as well. So, yeah, help me, you know, help build hype for yeah. the match. And I think
1: that's the thing. I mean, credit to them for that. they really, they are selling this matchup. And, you know, some of that probably could be credited. So there is, there is like truth in a sense to what Becky's saying, isn't it? Because she did, she did grow up being a fan of Lita. Well, exactly. Um... Lita was one of the few sort of. Badass characters you had back in the day because most of them were just there to be the um, sex appeal, weren't they? So, like, uh, I can see how a lot of uh, sort of young talent coming up would have gravitated towards Lita because she was, like, quite unique in her day, wasn't she, really?
0: Exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a, f- it's a fantastic storyline because it is so real, I think. So, mm. yeah, I think we're both very much looking forward to the match. So, agreed. Highlight there. Um, the next one I want to talk about, it's just Kevin Owens, man. I just love Kevin Owens. Um, He's crazy. Obviously... He um he tried to get redemption this week uh and tried to take Austin Theory's place in the chamber by beating him. Um and he did beat Austin Theory, went backstage to the powers that be for some reason, um Adam Pierce and Sonia DeVille and was like, Actually, you know,
1: I've
0: just beat Austin Theory them, yeah. <laughs> apparently so um I've just beat Austin Theory, um so clearly I'm gonna be in the elimination chamber now. And they were like, Nope. And he was like, "Ah, come on and they were like, To be honest, Kev, you're probably not even gonna be in WrestleMania. And he was like, "Uh, (laughs) what? You know, and um, I I just loved it from him. Like, you know, he's still like a horrible piece of shit (laughs) heel that he's playing. But the way he's trying to, you know, he's like, but they love me in Texas. And, you know, playing all sad and stuff like that. It was just another masterful performance from Kevin Owens. And um, you've got to wonder, with some of the the news uh, murmuring at the moment about WrestleMania and a potential... Return of certain person who likes to stun people. That
1: um,
0: sure. yeah. yeah, maybe Kevin Owens might be at WrestleMania. Maybe he might have this, um, an opponent you know we never would, thought we'd, had, we'd see.
1: That'd add a bit to this whole. Uh, you're not. You're not even going to be a Mania kind of approach because they probably already had this in the in the pipeline, haven't they? So
0: well, yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just mm-hmm. have to throw it in there because Kevin Owens is awesome, um, and he's one of the the few bright spots um, on. You know, a pretty dull episode of Raw. So,
1: yeah, um, highlight from me. Well, do you know what? You say a pretty dull episode of Raw. I dare say it was stronger than SmackDown this week, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, You're right, actually, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And that doesn't mean it was still particularly brilliant. You know, it's it's better than Raw has been in a while, and that's all we can ask for. Uh, My next one, Carl... um, and again, when you look at the people involved, it's no surprise. Uh, Seth Rollins going up against—I uh, was going to say Matt Riddle. We can't, we can't use the first name anymore. How do you Riddle, and obviously the subsequent tag. You yeah. know, I think uh, the whole thing was executed well, uh, very enjoyable. And again, with the the people involved in the ring, how could you not enjoy this? Um, I, I want to say thirty minutes or so of fun. <laughs> Don't well, I think it was thirty minutes. How remember. rare!
0: How rare is it to get a matchup in WWE that you've never seen before? Um, Literally, it's nothing but rematches all the time. So to have a very fresh uh, matchup in Riddle versus Rollins, um, yeah, it was fantastic. Do
1: you not know, think we got a little bit of that? Like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and you may you may call me on this, but I feel like we got that with Damien and AJ earlier in the night as well. Yeah, we did. Um, I mean, it was a very fresh raw. I don't recall seeing them two go against each other. I could have, be very wrong. With it. If they have, it's been very recently. I
0: think they've only just started working a bit of a program together, so yeah. it still feels fresh, regardless. But the only yeah, one Shane, felt overdone. The only one shame, and I know it is a highlight and doesn't take it away, is that I would have loved to see them just put on a match. But obviously, in terms of protecting the pair of them, they couldn't just have a singles match and someone would have to lose, yeah, God damn it. Yeah. Um So, obviously, it then ended up turning into a tag and all that kind of thing. But, um, but even
1: as far as shenanigans go, they're not the most offensive shenanigans. You
0: know, but, you know this, yeah. <laughs> this
1: at least is more creative than going, and eh, it was DQ because someone got involved.
0: Well, exactly. You know. And at least it made sense. Like you know, Riddle has got a tag team partner, and Kevin Owens and Seth have been in cahoots. So at least yeah, it made sense. Yeah. So
1: but, um, yeah. So I don't. I don't even mind shenanigans when they make sense. So um, I, I. I do agree with you. It would have been nice to just see a straight-up match, but at least it, it, what they did actually made a bit of sense. So that's agreed. all I can ask for. When agreed. I sat there, like, what, what's happening? Why is Goldberg <laughs> here? What's going on? You know, that's how I spend most of your time. So it's nice. I mean, yeah. Nice when things make sense
0: it certainly is um, and so moving over Anthony to the single highlight this week for Smackdown so you're absolutely right Smackdown yes. was, was the a- shits this week um, but we got Naomi versus Charlotte which was not a match I to be quite honest was looking forward to it all um, and oh how wrong I was um, they were fantastic the pair of them had probably the best match that they've had all I say all year it's only February at least in a while um, you know Naomi was fantastic. She reminded, you know, me and hopefully everybody else that she should be exactly in that position. She should be going up against the likes of Charlotte Flair and not in a feud with Buddy Sonya Deville or some stupid shit. Um, yeah, you know, she she put on a really solid match, and there was so many times in that match where I was like. Holy shit! Now they're not going to give the title to that Naomi Hardy for any reason, and I knew it was a foregone conclusion that that wasn't going to happen. But it even started to make that
1: me kind
0: of <laughs> it even started to make me kind of believe a little bit in a few, which is what you want, and that's the sign of a good wrestling match. So I can't give Honestly, them both enough credit.
1: This was, and this again, you might be like you are being a bit over dramatic here, but this was such a good match that I'm actually disappointed that uh, Elimination Chamber is going to be a tag match. Yeah. I would happily see this match again, done properly on a pay-per-view. Sorry, premium live event.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the tag match aspect of it isn't ideal anyway. It's it's literally just how can we get Ronda
1: some of that sweet Saudi money. Um, that, that's the problem I've got. I'm not particularly endeared to Ronda, and as much as again, it's not a thing against Sonya as a person, but the current incarnation of Sonya and the actual storyline she has with Naomi pisses me off. So I'd sooner neither of them be involved. So it, and the fact that the Charlotte and Naomi can put on such a good match, it makes it even worse that we're getting it as a tag. It just, uh, uh, not not a fan. No, but I this agree. was definitely a highlight.
0: It was, yeah, and um, yeah, I I'm just kind of shocked by it to be honest. I wasn't expecting it at all, which I don't know. Shame on me, perhaps, but you know the booking that
1: Naomi especially has had over the last couple of kind of months. You know, I think that's the thing, it's not that they're not talented women, it's just that you don't expect WWE to actually treat them with any respect in that sense, because Naomi's been involved in some some awful stuff when she is actually really talented. Yeah, so, Charlotte, not so much. <laughs> uh, no, I don't I mean that about the talented women, <clears throat> she has actually. Oh, talented. right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That did come across like as being an asshole. I actually didn't Savage. mean to be an asshole. It's so natural. <laughs> just exactly. accidentally do it now. Um, so moving over to the outsiders, Carl, and um, I, I, I get a little bit of hate for this, but fuck it. Uh Miz versus Dominic Mysterio, and largely down to the fact that why is Dominic here? He's fucking green as grass, man. Like he's he's the very definition of like. Well, you know, do you know, who my dad is because like, why is he here going up against people like the? Comes into it going up against Seth Rollins, and at least they they made it make sense in the sense of like he was never going to beat Seth and. Seth was there to embarrass him, do you know what I mean? But he's he's actually kept that sort of profile on WWE since he came into it. He's spent, like, no real time. I know he's obviously trained with his dad, and you could argue, but you can see that he's green as fuck. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you try and, like... I, <laughs> I, this is me being an asshole. I'm, I'm going to apologise now. But, like, it felt like a just a really poor attempt at giving him a personality as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's there, like... Mimicking the Mrs. stuff, like trying to mock him, and you're like, "Yeah, that doesn't like, it doesn't feel. It feels like they just told the robot what to do. Do you know what I mean? He's not. Yeah, I, I, I'm not seeing any semblance of personality from him. He's just raised kid, and um, that that's a shame. I want to like the guy.
0: That is his gimmick, and you know, apologies for making this about AEW again, but look at Hook. Like Hook is Taz, Hook is Taz's kid, right? You didn't even realize that. I didn't even um,
1: fucking know. I for for a while, like do
0: you know what I mean? Whereas this, like, Dom, this is Dominic's character—is he's Ray's kid? That's he it. Well so, be, all he's got about him, he's got nothing else.
1: He might too. as well have come into it as Lil Ray.
0: <laughs> well, exactly. Um, but yeah, so like, obviously, that would
1: have been ironic given the size of the fuck I like, think. Well,
0: sorry. yeah, <laughs> Big Ray. Um, but no, it's like, it just—it doesn't make any sense. Like, are they a tag team? Are they not a tag team? Are they—are they on good terms? Are they falling out? Like, is it meant to be leading towards? Some kind of match mania, you know, father versus son. It seems like that's where it's going, but fucking, that's taking a proper shitty the Trump, way to get there.
1: Even that, that's what I wanted out of it, and I thought that's a good way of passing the torch to Dom, especially with the rumors that Ray's going to retire soon. But then, even that, like you say, they've done such a piss poor job of executing it. Like I'm, I kind of like I don't care now. Like it's not really yeah. been built well because, like, are they or aren't they? Like, make it clear.
0: Yeah, like imagine. Like, Imagine they built up dominant Mysterio like really slowly but steadily um, over the last kind of couple of years. Um, has he even been there for a couple of years? Feels like he has um, to the point where when the when that match finally happens and he, he basically earns Rey's mask, it's this huge fucking career-defining moment, and he goes on to, you know, do great stuff. Now, yep. if this match happens at WrestleMania, you're just going to be and and that that scenario happens where he gets Rey's mask, it'll be like, okay, you still just Rey's kid. No, not and do
1: you know what? It's a shame because there would have been a time you'd do it. Like, I know it's all kayfabe, and you know he's always gonna love his dad, but you'd have done it as a proper feud. But I can I can promise you that even if we get to a point that these two are gonna have a match, right? Right, the finish is gonna be Dominic beats him with a frog splash, right? And then Ray hugs him and he's like, "Oh, you got me, in this guy," <laughs> and that'll be that. Like, Why? Well, yeah, you they, wanna... won't build, they won't build up any sort of rivalry, or, or like even like. Animosity just for that match. They won't. They're, they're just. Uh, yeah. it, it feels like it's going to be quite a lazy booking if they do do it at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just reminded me then, um, by obviously saying he's going to win with the frog splash. Like the stuff that we're getting now with the Miz and Dominic, where you know he's like, oh, maybe you are Eddie's kid and all that. It's like, fuck. He's they've literally done. Just let it go. <laughs> like they've done nothing to give him any, a single bit of personality. He's still that same kid who was in a custody battle and his raised raised son. That's it.
1: That's all he's it's got. Like, the that custody battle thing was a little bit cringe at the time, uh, and they need to just stop referencing it. Like in the last couple of years, we've had what Seth trying to suggest that Elia was actually the illegitimate child, or, or whatever no, it was. Exactly. Now Miz is referencing it. It's like just, 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 just leave it alone. You have you to go it happened a while ago, and it's a strange storyline. Let's just let it go now.
0: Yeah, they can't help themselves. Um, yeah, I agree. This the only was thing thing a- is
1: Eddie's actually got children who are wrestlers if they wanted to push Eddie's legacy for fuck's sake
0: well yeah imagine that um.
1: and I'm not saying that Dominic can't like obviously the, the families were very close and Rey loves loved him like a brother and Dominic obviously um, I know he was quite young when he passed but he obviously cares for him a great deal um, so I have no issue with them wanting to pay sort of respect to him but the fact that WWE want to shoehorn in references to it constantly it's like just we get it, you raised son but you might not be we get
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, not not a fan. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Speaking of things, not a fan no, have, Anthony. of Anthony.
1: Not even mentioning the match itself.
0: I know. Yeah, and the other match. Sorry. Um. So the next one I want to talk about. Um. Just when you think the twenty four seven title picture couldn't get any worse, Anthony. Um. We've unfortunately been having Dana brook okay. and Reggie. Um for a while now obviously yeah. doing their thing um but now they're turning it into some kind of love story or love like angle um which is shit enough in itself but when we know that dana brooke has just in real life got engaged not that long ago but they even mentioned it on the show she's there with her big engagement ring on her finger you just kind That's of like hmm this doesn't really make any sense. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, honestly, this is kind of almost feels a little bit like when they did—they they just weren't a fan of um, Rusev and Lana being together. So every storyline ends involved them not being. Like, well, okay, yeah, we get can. it, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, honestly, I, it's unbe- it, it doesn't work. It doesn't—you can't believe it in kayfabe anyway, because the only person Reggie's in love with is himself. Oh God, yeah,
0: a million percent, yeah. Um, <laughs> just just be like, but wait a minute, just watch me do this flip. No one cares, Reggie. <laughs> Go back to the circus. Oh, see, where but, you belong.
1: He would definitely flip down the aisle, wouldn't he? <laughs> That'd be a fucking, such a Reggie-centric wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you wearing white, Reggie? It's meant to be the bride who does that. <laughs> Stop flipping and listen to us.
0: Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, so, I had to call this out. I, you know, it, it's gotten to the point now, with the 24-7 title scene and everything that's going on it is so bad. It feels like we, we'd have to be bringing it up every week. Do you know what I mean? So, but on the other hand, it's like if you don't bring it up, then it gets off kind of um, scot free So it's been consistently bad all this time, but I had to bring this up because it was just an extra, you know, slice of shit on top of the cake. So, um, mm. yummy. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I agree. And speaking of extra slices of shit, um, just, again, I, I don't want to be too broken out about it, so I'll keep it as brief as possible. But um, just, again, more, more authority bullshit on SmackDown, the thing, game made SmackDown the weakest fucking show this
0: week. The, the thing that bothered me even more about this this week is we've been saying for ages, like, why have they even got power anyway? Um, like, all this kind of shit. And then when Sonya, you know, decides to do something, Vince McMahon's like, no, otherwise it's going to have ramifications. And it's like, well, hang on. So, this whole time, Vince McMahon's just there anyway, just, you know, he's let them yeah. do all the, all the so crazy like, shit they've done. But now he's like, oh no.
1: So you're literally there just like they just speak for you. They just like deliver messages. Or well, what's going on here? that seems to be all they're allowed to do. Although we you, we forget, Carl. clearly explained how the authority thing works with Sonya's magic jacket. <laughs> like when she's wearing the jacket, she has power. That's the, that's the jacket power.
0: Can we please like um, illustrate this as like a a
1: kids book? I think that's how. I think that's how. Sonya's magic, magic jacket. I think at some point Naomi's going to grab the jacket and put it on, and then Sonya's going to be like, no! <laughs> and then, um, yeah, she'll book some sort of match or whatever. And it, like, no one can stop her because she's got the jacket on now, and Naomi <laughs> ends up running smash now.
0: It's so ridiculous that it probably is already planned to happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I agree. Authority is bad, and this this week it was uh, even more idiotic than it has been. So, Agreed. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Next one. I'm glad you've raised this one, Carl. Sorry, go on. You've got to mention it now. I'm glad you've raised this one. I'm intrigued as to this issue.
0: <laughs>
1: right. So, the New
0: Day, that we're not allowed to call them anymore. Um, because if you'll yeah. notice, on, um, as they come to the ring, the announcer is like, Big E and Kofi Kingston. Right. Yeah, and the
1: um, on-screen graphics was
0: Biggie and Kofi Kingston. It was. But, you know, there's just one slightly minor um, you know, problem with that. Is that you know their music and Titantron has got <laughs> yeah. new day all fucking over it. So it's like, like it's a new day, yes, it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. at least if you don't want to call them the new day for whatever reason, give them Big E's new fucking music and shit. Then you know what I mean. I just, uh, it's so silly. Firstly, why why don't they, why don't they want to call them the new day anyway? Like, you have to just admit that.
1: They've they've given up with Big E, so just put him back with the new day. This is the bit I don't get. If they were still adamant like Big he's getting a push, I might have understood the mentality. But they've basically given up on Big E. He's not. He's not exactly near the main event scene now. No, and is he in the Elimination Chamber? I can't even remember.
0: Um, I don't think he is.
1: I don't think I'd, he's made it there. I'm not sure that he is. No, actually. So he hasn't even merited like a spot that he was clearly not going to win in the elimination chamber. He's just not in the, the main event scene now. So what's the harm? Like the New Day is probably the biggest tag team they've had in what the last two decades, in all fairness. Well, one probably of the only tag guys. teams
0: they've had in the last two decades, to be
1: fair.
0: Yeah. So but, like when yeah. you look
1: at like iconic tag teams like you know, since like the Hardys and the Dudleys and Edge and Christian, they're probably the biggest ones we've had since then. Really. Yeah. So why wouldn't what's the harm in calling them in the New Day or acknowledging after the New Day? Who knows? Like, is it because Xavier's not there? Is Xavier the New Day?
0: Basically, what we're saying is acknowledge them, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one's ever been bothered about calling the Usos. The Usos. True, Only because it's the last name. I know.
0: What you mean? It, it, it. His name isn't like Kofi Kingston Day and Big E Day. Is that is that not what it is? <laughs>
1: Big E Day, I
0: like it. I thought their, uh, their their cousin their cousin Rusev was involved, wasn't he? <laughs> ah,
1: nice. I never really thought about that connection. They had New Day <laughs> and Rusev Day together at one point, didn't they? Exactly like on the same.
0: It's a Rusev problem. Day, yes, it is. Um, so fact, yeah. that
1: rivalry never happened. Maybe it did. No, no, it isn't. It's a New Day, dammit.
0: it. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm surprised. Like normally, that's the kind of thing you latch onto for rivalries, isn't it? Wait oh, yeah. a minute, Rusev Day, New Day—it's a thing.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, um, I just, yeah I just, you know, it's very petty, of course, but I just I, I wanted to call it out. It was just so stupid.
1: I agree because it's it's unusual. Like it's not. It's almost one of them where you go. It feels petty to like like say it feels like a, like a minor thing for us, but at the same time, it's like it's really petty for WWE to go as far as going. No, we're not. We're not saying the words New Day. Like, <laughs> yeah. why are you doing that? What the hell? Who knows? Yeah. Strange stuff. Speaking of strange stuff, Carl. What happened to the dungeon match stipulation for <laughs> Natalia and Aaliyah? Did, no idea. Did we, did we forget?
0: I think did, they probably did, put as much thought into, you know, the dungeon match as they did the fucking don't feud. <laughs> don't know
1: what this is. We just put a normal match on. We don't know what a dungeon match is. Exactly. Is that what they were doing? I don't, I don't, but yeah. Weird stuff man. Weird stuff.
0: I don't, so, I mean that
1: has to I, be a an no surely. I,
0: I don't get why you go through all the effort of hyping it up ahead of time saying that they're gonna have a dungeon match as the latest, I mean, you know, thing in this like, little uh, weird feud.
1: Like via Mahan though, isn't it? Why would you go through the effort of hyping him up week in, week out?
0: That you know, that is a fucking meme at this point, isn't it? Like when <laughs> where, when is he gonna rock up? I,
1: I don't think I think we've got to a point now, I don't think he should ever debut because it would ruin the meme. Yeah. No one really cares. He's just the other guy from India. Is that what the team was called? Yeah, I think so. Like I'm not even sure why they were hyping him so much like he was a big deal anyway. He didn't really do much on NXT to merit the hype. So no. like and I'm not saying he can't be good, he might be good, but like you know when like normally a wrestler turns up, wins over the fans, and then's popular. And this way, they're trying to, like he's coming, he's going to be here. And so, I know they normally do high packages, but...
0: The problem yeah. is, though, they've had so many of these where they just, they never turned up. We had fucking Emelina That never happened. Just no, never, didn't never. She,
1: didn't she, like, rock up and then change her name, like, on the first night she debuted? Oh, maybe. Um, but we had... Um, we had we saw her again. But we still... had
0: um, Elias as well. Remember his new gimmick? He was meant to get. And it was like, yeah. Elias, 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 Elias. Yeah. Then he just disappeared.
1: The rumors in the background were that uh, it, it was almost too similar to a Macho Man, so Vince's kiboshed it.
0: But you know what I mean?
1: Like, <laughs> I he's love that. Got, he bent his guitar down, so he's like, "Well, I've got nothing now. Got nothing." But like, I don't understand what's
0: too similar to them. Like, because he looks like him. Okay, don't put him in undies then. Put him in like shorts. I
1: mean, Job that's done. Been the debate. Like, like, like he's been stood there going, "Shave your beard off," and he's like, "No, shave like, <laughs> your beard."
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um... But no, I agree. I don't get why why hype things and then don't. follow through. I would be more
1: hyped for Elias coming back than then um, via Mahan, to be I with you.
0: I fucking love Elias. I'm I'm shocked he's not there to be honest. Um, he were got, happily walking with him. I was. He's got a load of potential. I don't like. He's, he's a fucking wet dream for Vince as well. He's built like a brick shit house. He's tall. You
1: I mean, know, in, Vince all due wants. respect to him, I don't still don't know if he can wrestle.
0: I mean, from what I've seen him, mean, he doesn't look too sloppy. To be fair, I mean, no offense to Veer, but I imagine he's a fucking better wrestler than Veer. So
1: I, I imagine he's probably had more time. I just you don't see him do a lot of matches as all. Well. Similar to Veer, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, dropping a stipulation, Carl. Definitely no shite. I don't know how we all end up miles away from that original point, but <laughs>
0: it's what we do. Um, but Anthony, you've got to love this next one. So it's the final, final no shite. I, I literally. It made me laugh out loud actually hearing this. So we had Roman Reigns be interviewed earlier in the night by Michael Cole. Um, who was with obviously Paul Heyman as well. And then later in the show, we had Michael Cole interviewing Goldberg. Where Goldberg tells Michael Cole that I love you. I love you like a brother. <laughs> what? When did that happen? Are you shitting me? Why does Goldberg love Michael Cole like a brother? Where does this it's even the only come from? Face
1: he fucking recognizes in the
0: modern product. <laughs> Maybe he's like he's, I don't know who all these strange people are, Michael. I worry for him that he's headbutted one too many a door, and he thinks it's his fucking like you know he thinks it is a relation of his or something somehow. I don't <laughs> I don't understand. But uh, I was literally just like, what the f- what is that? Goldberg loves Michael yeah. Cole like a brother. the so. you know. So.
1: The more you so. know. And. Um, I don't know whether that, like, from Michael Cole's perspective, is that a good thing or not. I, I don't even. Know.
0: It's just a, it's so bizarre, in the first place that he's even said it. That it's just I'm just, was just like shocked to be fair. So,
1: I imagine they're gonna have to awkwardly like have lunch together or something at some point now because they're like family. And Michael Cole <laughs> doesn't know how to get out of it because Goldberg's much bigger than him.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just sat there having it's it. The it complicates itself. Yeah. Goldberg just like. <laughs> Dessert! You're
1: next <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah. Um so
1: yeah. I reckon that, that there might be a storyline building. Goldie might just lose his shit on Michael Cole. Like, you betrayed me and Michael Cole doesn't even know what he's fucking done or what's happening.
0: <laughs> Brother Save <laughs> um, so yeah. me, Michael <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, so that was the read this week, Anthony. Um I am gonna throw it at two this week. Um which right, I suppose is okay. is
1: high for WWE ratings of late. Um, I, I You may feel it's high though, Carl. I'm going to disagree with you slightly. Uh, I'm going to go two and a half. What? And the reason I'm going to go two and a half is because I want to reward the fact that this is probably the best Raw I've seen in a while. And it was by no means a great Raw, but it's the best one I've seen in a while. And I think if I give them that half a point, they might be proud and try and keep doing it. <laughs> well,
0: you, me see. you see, <laughs> I'll let you have that. But the reason I'm going to give it a two is because while I agree that Raw, on the whole, was really enjoyable this week, um, oh, oh, SmackDown exactly. was awful. Sure. Maybe. It wouldn't surprise me if it does exist somewhere. But um, SmackDown sucked, man. The, the, like, the, the main event was fantastic, don't get me wrong, but the rest of it was awful. So, yeah, unfortunately... got to point higher, it was but...
1: one of the weakest SmackDowns, in all fairness, but I'm
0: sticking with me two and a half. Okay. You can stick it wherever you want. Um yeah, <laughs> So, <laughs> let's move over to AE dubs. Um, and I'm going to talk first know. we're going to talk first about MJF his celebration
1: of course you are you fucking mark
0: I fucking love that guy <laughs> I love him so much um, so obviously he comes down on a throne I mean don't get me wrong this was it was too long it went too long especially like the introduction of um, Wardlow and FTR and Sean Spear and all that But yeah they should have just been in the ring but uh, when MJF's music played and he comes down his little throne and stuff like that he's just he's such a Prick, isn't he? That you've just got to love him. But interestingly yeah. enough, we get to see—you know—he brings his real-life girlfriend in, in in the mix on this, um, yeah, so yeah. he can so he can kiss her, which I thought was a interesting and, move um, for mj I think
1: we'll we'll be very laddish for a second here, Carl, and um, we'll we'll both say something that we said to each other earlier in the week that MJF is definitely punching.
0: Yep. Um. But yeah, no, I think for those
1: who aren't familiar with that term of expression, he's punching <laughs> above his weight. He's not like it's he's not bad. Yeah. Well, he is bad in a wrestling <laughs> he
0: context.
1: Punching yeah. above his weight,
0: he is. He certainly is. Um, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. To be fair, obviously MJF has every right to be super cocky, even though it wasn't a clean win. Um, at the end of the day, he beat CM Punk in Chicago. exactly
1: what a smarmy heel would do celebrate something he didn't deserve
0: exactly Um, and he plays it incredibly well so yeah I'm an MJF mark but who cares
1: big fan the only thing I will say uh, again I'm going to be a bit of an arsehole here totally agree with you MJF celebration gold MJF is gold Um, I don't think Sean Spears is ever going to be over it's the only thing I'm going to say about this (laughs) yeah you're not wrong the minute, like the MJF swerve, where you've, it sounded like he was going to get credit to Wardlow and then he didn't, like that works because he's being a counter Wardlow and that has a desired effect, right? But the minute he mentioned Sean Spears' name, I felt me eyes roll. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, this this rube with his fucking chair, and it's like, <laughs> I, maybe it's just me, but I just I, I can't see him ever being over. Uh, I just mm. I, I can't. Uh, he's Unlikable in the in like the in the bad way, you know the way we like to dislike MJF. Like yeah, I want this, like this just...
0: Yeah, no, fair point. Um, you're not wrong.
1: As far as your character <laughs> in, in AEW goes, both the glove guy and the chairman they've both been just weak as fuck. Well. <laughs> I I don't know what gimmick was that like. glove guy. I, that's what I'm going with. I, I don't know. Yeah, fuck it. That works. Oh yeah, it's me. So Carl, the next one. The next highlight. Keith Lee. Keith Lee is all elite, Carl. Keith Lee rocked up and took on definitely one of those people from private Party. Whatever it was. <laughs> I can't remember anyone's names in the Hardy family office. Whatever you want to call was it, was it... faction's name?
0: I think it was Isaiah Cassidy, wasn't it?
1: It might have I been think, Isaiah, um, but um, it was great to see Keith Lee. He looked awesome. He put him over well. He fucking ragged old Isaiah. Um, this, have we seen that that um, clip that someone's done? Where it's that bit where he throws him across the ring. <clears and throat> oh, where he, he fucking like he flies rockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. Quality. But did uh, you know what? This is the thing where, like, for Keith Lee to be. And again, this is not against Keith Lee on a personal level, but Keith Lee was just so sort of down in my estimation because of his run in WWE and the main roster that I was not expecting to be that even that bothered if he debuted because we were hearing the rumours. We were hearing the rumours that he was going to yeah. debut. But you know what? He come out, you know, they, they, did, they did it again with the music. The music was badass. Um, he looked legit, do you know what I mean? And in a matter of a few minutes... And a quick essentially quite a quick squash match. They just put him over so much that I'm like looking forward to seeing what he does now. They've essentially repaired the damage that happened on the main roster when he was Bearcat. You know? I'm actually interested yeah. in what he's gonna do now. And it took it took the space of a, an NXT to <clears> be <and I'm> like, <throat> yeah, this guy's cool. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm I'm behind him like I was in NXT. But I'm like, this guy's awesome, he's got something. And uh, I missed that. Like I forgot about that in some senses
0: no yeah definitely I think um, we were speaking weren't we saying would it be underwhelming if it was Keith Lee like how would we actually feel but it was it was nice seeing him it was nice seeing him back as you know the old Keith Lee um, and I guess time will tell in terms of how he's used but yeah another mm. um, <clears throat> another very talented individual to add to the roster at least so um,
1: you know what they often often complain in AEW about the or petite. you know he's a very useful big guy to have
0: Yeah, to be fair. Um, And it's something different for that roster, isn't it? Uh, So excited to see what they do with them. Um, So the next one I want to talk about, right? And I'm going to caveat this because we give WWE a lot of shit for this where this was essentially an impromptu match. So in the earlier MJF segment, um, basically CM Punk was like, I want a rematch. And MJF was like, no, but you can fight FTR if you find a partner that isn't Sting or Darby because they're your only two friends. So it was like, okay, well, MJF just made a match out of nowhere. So we like to give to me yeah. shit for this because surely what you know, what was planned for this TV time if MJF just come out and made a match? Who so yeah. what I want. <clears throat> you know, it, that will always be stupid as shit, especially for... It, it felt even worse in AEW because you've got Tony Khan there um, who could have quite easily said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll make a match. Um,
1: at least get pissed off when MJF did that.
0: Well, exactly. Just out
1: someone's name. Like, fuck's sake.
0: <laughs> and and I promise you, this is a highlight, cause I'm going to say something else as well, um, but obviously this led to CM Punk having to find a mystery partner, which on the night that you've already announced the Forbidden Door and more surprises and stuff like that, when it turned out to be John Moxley, I was, wasn't was underwhelmed, but I was just whelmed, to say the least. Yeah. Um,
1: <clears throat> I think you can be in France.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he can be. Um, which is a shame because obviously I, uh, I love Mox, uh, but it was just on that night I was like, "Ooh, who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be Samoa Joe or someone?" Because obviously punks like. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, it's a highlight because the match itself was fantastic. Uh, you know, FTR, wonderful tag team, uh, old school, Indeed. old school tag team wrestling, and um, this was actually
1: a really good display of. I I love stuff like this, right? Sorry if I'm jumping on a point Carl, but I, I just I, I'll get it out before I forget. I love stuff like this where FTR were playing it smart because they are a tag team and familiar with each other. Yeah. So there were so many times when FTR had sort of outplayed them in the sense of like ring awareness or like keeping them separate and, and stuff like that that a good tag team will do because they know how each other works. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, like in, there was no discussions or anything, but instinctively um i think it was dash uh went and took out um mox so that punk couldn't get the tag and stuff like that and it's like that kind of um awareness of of tag matches shows you that it's like you're a well-established tag team and i love it when they make it clear that these guys have got the advantage because they have been a tag team for a long time i love it when they do that it it just makes sense and uh, i think that was displayed perfectly here
0: yeah, it's, it's such a fantastic quality to see because in a tag team match, of course, they would have that advantage because they've been teaming forever. Um, whereas this is the first time, you know, Mox and Punk have ever teamed up. So, yeah, thought that, I thought that was brilliant. Although that being said, I loved obviously them having to kind of, you know, just do it on the fly essentially and be like, well, what, what kind of tag team move can we do? And like, I love the fact they did the Doomsday device and stuff like that. Obviously, throwback to the um, LOD. So, um, mm-hmm. all in all... Think-
1: the only thing I wasn't a big fan of, and this isn't by any means a negative, well, it is a slight negative, but not. not it doesn't stop from being highlights, but I'm just curious on your thoughts on it. Um, I, I was getting to a point that I was almost getting a bit annoyed with the tease of like, oh, a, um, a GTS and a Dirty, well, whatever he calls it now, Dirty Deeds. Like, mm. but Like, simultaneous. And it's like, does that did it matter anyway but at the same time stop teasing it and just get it done and they did, I don't think they over-teased it but they were on the edge of over-teasing it because there were so many times that they set it up and didn't execute it I'm like just, just fucking do it you keep talking about it, just fucking do it but yeah. not a massive negative but I'm curious on your thoughts on that because it might just be a me thing I might just be being overly harsh No,
0: I mean, it didn't really bother me, to be fair. I mean, I get your point. Like, you don't both need to hit your finisher at the same time, you know, in a tag team match to get the win, essentially. But I suppose it's a better chance to incapacitate the other one to stop them from breaking it up. But it didn't massively bother me. But I get your point. It was a bit like, okay, just you don't need to keep teasing it. But, yeah, Yeah. all in all, I would say um, really, really solid match. And obviously, the stipulation of this now is that because they beat FTR, then we are, you know, Punk and MGF are going to have a rematch at some point. So, uh, love the first one. Let's see what the second one uh, does, indeed.
1: Well, for the next highlight, Carl, it's going to be another one of uh, Anthony's broken records. <laughs> uh, because I mentioned it quite a lot, and um, again, I'll, I'll keep it brief for that very really reason. But just the fact that Serena Deep, legend, and um, again, the more I see her, the more we see of her, the more you go, you know what, like, I can't, I still, again, this is again, this is where I get to the broken record stuff. I just can't believe that I. I'm only aware of her in AEW and how good she is. Yeah. I'm almost bugged by her because she's been around in, in so many different places, she's been in WWE and the like, and I'm only just now like, she's fucking awesome and has been for some time. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I still feel bad for that. I'm like, how did I ever notice that? But I mean, um, again, she's on another level at this point, to be fair. It's one of those,
0: isn't it? It's mad what a heel turn can do for you. Like, it was the same with Britt Baker before Britt Baker turned heel she just felt like another like generic like a talented don't get me wrong but just a, a generic wrestler but then as soon as she started you know with that that kind of heel turn and like the DMD kind of angry kind of promo stuff with uh, Shivani and things like that that's when she yeah. became a star and i think Serena Deeb was there's no you know no doubt she's a fantastic technician and's got all the credentials but having this additional bit of heel to her where it's like a vicious streak and trying to beat yeah. people in like you know a matter of minutes i think
1: um i think yeah no that's a fair point it is um like what she's doing now is probably what's getting us so over isn't it like especially for, for us on that level like, like I mean, you say can't beat a good heel and she's very good at being a heel so Agreed. A a Agreed.
0: um so the next one gotta give all the plaudits to the main events for dynamite which is obviously hangman page lance archer in the texas death match um a pair of them absolutely killed it um Put themselves through hell. Both of them busted open. Um, some, you know, pretty heavy spots in there as well. Um, so yeah, can't really say too much else. But I mean, I can actually because I forgot about it for some reason. But um, the finish was so, it was just so clever. Do you know what I mean? So obviously, um, Lance Archer got uh, Dan Lambert to come and cut the ropes so Hangman couldn't do his, um, his finish. So it was like how am I meant to hit the buckshot without the top rope. So, obviously, what does he do? He fucking jumps over the referee to do it. And it's like, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, it's like, you know, does a little flip over, really add that much extra to what is essentially just a lariat, but apparently so. And, I mean, you know, who cares? I'm not going to get into the them. semantics.
1: Was the, was the clothesline from hell in any way ever more powerful than a normal clothesline? Well, exactly. You not know, weird. the people,
0: the, the people's elbow, you know, was it, was- it more powerful because he ran for a little bit first? You know, the worm, is that more powerful? Because well, I believe i the believe line.
1: the people's elbow it was something to do with him electrifying it you know <laughs> okay. i hear that quite a lot you know an electrifying move maybe the running around caused a bit of static friction and it actually oh, had a bit of a shock to it. maybe
0: okay I'm thinking. I'm thinking well maybe uh maybe you know the jump over the rope is hangman kind of winding it up getting it getting it ready it. um so see, how do you
1: stop that momentum once he's done the flipping exactly so, uh
0: yeah. But no, I thought it was a fantastic main event, and uh, Lance Archer looked really good in that main event um, spot. But yeah, interesting now to see. Obviously, the the aftermath with Adam Cole coming out. Um, are we going to get Hangman versus Adam Cole? Is that the next feud? Uh, interesting times ahead.
1: Indeed, I mean, we'll see. I've been surprised. I'll be honest. I'm not. I wasn't. I'm not overly keen just yet on the idea of Adam Cole being the next in line, which is kind of the hint now. But at the same time, as long as he doesn't win, it'll still be a really good match. So I won't moan yet. I won't moan yet. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Let it all play out. So, Carl, right, next one. Um, And I feel almost hypocritical, really, for bringing this in as a highlight because typical stuff I would normally moan about. Uh, I've been up and down on the Young Bucks from the off. But uh, the Young Bucks versus Best Friends. Do you know what? I thought it was really good. Is really enjoyable. Uh, the reason I feel a little bit hypocritical is because normally I would moan about shenanigans and I would moan about the um, the characters of the books. But um, do you know what? I'm kind of. Is this a reason to call it a highlight? But I'm kind of getting used to the idea that they're not really going to have a straight match. That's not what they're there for, is it? Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So they're there for the, the sort of hijinks and they're not taking it seriously and and playing against the expectations of wrestling. That's kind of what they've always done. And I think because I'm kind of getting used to that, I'm actually I went into it with sort of open arms almost. So when when you know you get all the shenanigans happening with the likes of um, Orange Cassidy and Dan House and all that kind of stuff, I was totally fine with it. You know, and um, I overall it was good fun. It was a good match. But again. I w- I'm never gonna go into it and expect like a proper straight match involving these guys. It's just never gonna happen. Um, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I, um, you know, I w- I wasn't massively big on the books before they went full on heel with it, and ever since I've been uh, you know a huge fan. But they're very they're very much marmite. I they? you either love them or you hate them with the books, and I, it's the same with Best Friends. And to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of, of the Best Friends. Um, I was for a short period of time, like a year yeah. or so ago. Um, I love the stuff you're doing with the inner circle and like the parking lot brawl match and stuff like that. You know, yeah. th- that was all that was all dead good. But they just keep I don't know since they've got like Wheeler Uter in there and. Um, you know, Orange Cassidy's, like, more prominent, and now Dan Howes and stuff, and Chris Statlander. It's just... just It feels a a little
1: bit slapped together, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: it's just kind of a bunch of misfits. It's almost like the oddities now from WWE, you know what I mean? Why not just... They might as well just call
1: them the misfits at this rate, to be honest with you. Well,
0: exactly. Um, So, yeah, so I'm not the biggest fan um, of them, but at the same time, they held themselves, um, you know, really well in this match, and the books were fantastic, um, as they usually are, to be fair, you know, yeah, in, in terms of actual match quality. So, yeah. I the only thing I would so. say is
1: like you, you you do have to be like you have to go into it knowing that it's going to be the, the, both the best friends as well are very are kind of similar to the books in essence. Like they're very meta randy, they? they're very self-aware, yeah. and uh, especially the, like like Cassidy's gimmick is, is almost a parody of wrestling, isn't it? Really. So, um, you, I think as long as you go into it expecting that, and this is what I did this time around, and I think that's what helped me enjoy it more. it's my highlights for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Um, and the final highlights, because I have to say it every time I see the guy. You talk about me being an MJF mark. I'm a fucking mark for hook, man. Seriously. A new t
1: into our store soon.
0: <laughs> on <Huck. laughs> Ah, I like that, you know. We could <laughs> just have, you know, like you said, a punked. himself hooked. Yeah.
1: Totally hooked.
0: I like that. Um, yeah, huge fan. Huge fan of, um, of hook, I think. It's one of them. It's... It's not overdone yet, um, but I feel like he's gone from having one or two matches out of nowhere to pretty much guaranteed to being on Rampage every week. Um, so they do have to watch it, but you know this was an interesting one. I'm not a big fan of what they're doing with him and QT and obviously the Nightmare Factory stuff, but this was a nice little spin on it where it's like it's QT's best student and obviously Hook was just, like, just absolutely breezed through him kind of thing. So yeah, I just think every time you see him, he just looks a little bit better, a little bit more polished and you know, busts out new things every time. So, yeah, I think, um, big fan of the guy. I think he's got a lot of potential and he is a very different prospect to anything that's out there at the moment.
1: So, always a highlight Yeah, I think Hulk. that's the thing. He's, I think he's definitely one for the younger crowd, Old Hook. Yep. Like, because I reckon there's a lot of people, like, pretty much our generation and maybe a bit older, who are like, ah, he's not, not a proper wrestler. Look at him, he's only scrawny. And, like, I don't think they get it. But I think he's he's... Probably one of the better wrestlers for for the younger generation to get behind. Any, in all fairness, yeah, I I, wanna I, I definitely want to bring in the want to bring in the young crowd, just like WWE do.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that <laughs> you've um you've hit the nail on the head with that. You, you've made that comparison before, and I think he is a fresh audience, like people who you know, except for me, he was an old bastard who you know really likes the kid, but i well, imagine... younger heart. It's true, um, but I imagine yeah, it's opened you know a lot of um, a lot of eyes for the younger audience on him as being like, okay, this kid's actually cool, like he's something different. Um, so yeah, big fan of Hawk. Hate he
1: H- care if you like him, he's so badass.
0: <laughs> H is for highlight, H is for hook. That's what I'm saying.
1: You nearly threw one more H in there, and you're about to Triple H. Oh fuck! Oh, Don't do no. that.
0: Otherwise, he's getting buried. Um, so yeah, I think we've only got the one oh shite, Anthony.
1: Um you wanna cover we that. We have we have and you've given it to me, which is good because I'm the one who typically moans <laughs> about this. Um and it again it was just the inner circle stuff this week. I, I feel like they've um they're just they're playing this out way too long. Just break up. And we mentioned this last week. Just break up. Yeah. This week again, we got well Santana and Ozzy's wanting to come out on their own terms. to so come out to their own music. Sight um, slide. notes, they are looking lean as fuck at the minute. They've been uh, hitting the gym or something, haven't they? Damn. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, and sorry, slight digression. Then I was just like, they, they look almost look totally different. I was like, damn. No. <laughs> obviously been working out while they've been away or something. Um, yeah. So they uh, they rock up on their own terms. Basically, they don't like Jericho. But uh, they won a match. Yeah, they asked for the match. And we're going to get a match which is probably going to culminate in them actually splitting up. So we've got Jericho and the the big guy. You know, the big fella. <laughs> What's his face?
0: Oh, yeah, you know. Jake Hagan.
1: Yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. Right? So they're going to have a match with Santana and Ortiz next week. And it's like, I think we could have done that without a big song and dance, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, and then Sammy in the middle of it being like, eh, well, I'm just going to quit then. And it's like, oh. Fuck. And it's like, I quit before and I'll
1: quit again. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, go to your room, Sammy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go to your room door door door. and keep the door unlocked because we you know we know what you're going to get up to in there with, with, with Ty Conti. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> Don't
1: ties <laughs> uh, over, leave the door open. You're not my real dad, Jericho.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah. um, also, like... Slight pet peeve that Sammy's still wearing the two belts. We've unified them now. Fuck
0: it off. I feel like there's something in, in that with that joke. You know, like um, you know, if, if you hang a tie on the door, there's got to be something right. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. You you called this the last time they were threatening to like break up the inner circle and stuff, and I was like, no, no, it, you know, it's it's okay. Um, and I, you know, but now it really is a fucking a time too many. Like, just it's 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 such a shame. This is the same. Faction that when they debuted were fucking so good, and then even during the, the Covid era, you know, being like the whole flim flam thing and actually st- still feeling cool. Um, it's crazy that this is that same faction, unfortunately. So it's definitely running, running a I like was so. like,
1: it was a good couple of years, it was fun while it lasted, <laughs> let it go, guys.
0: That's it, that's it. It, it. It's just, yeah, it's the right time. Um, So it's coming so. to the scores now. um I thought this was a really poor episode of Rampage. Now, I normally okay. love Rampage. I think they tried to do too much in too little time, and it was all just a bit. Mm. Um, So that knocked the score quite a bit here. Um, mm. I was toying between a two and a half and a three, and I still haven't quite made me mind up, if I'm honest. Because on the one yeah. hand, you've got the debut of Keith Lee. You are, We didn't even mention him, but obviously Jay White turned up because... You know, Tony fucked up and we had to actually have someone come through the Forbidden Door. So that was interesting. Um, <laughs> went
1: on and on about this Forbidden Door. And then obviously... The free agent didn't quite work that out. So
0: You know, there yeah, was good fair ma- fair ma- fair there, there was good matches in there as well. So I don't want to shit on it too much. So I might be tempted to give it a three. What, what
1: are your thoughts? Well, if, if it helps, Carl, I'm definitely going to give it a three. Because mm. of... I don't want to be dictated by my other ratings. But it wasn't... You know, WWE wasn't the same or better, and I can't give it the same rating. i give WWE a two and a half, in all fairness, for the quality of their week, and I would say AW was better this week, but not by a, a massive margin, so I think a three has to be for me, because um, it's only fair in keeping with that, that slight recognition that it was still a little bit better than WWE this week.
0: Okay, I'll tell you what then, let's go with three, AW gets a three this week.
1: Please, all um,
0: And so the last bit of, uh, you know, update, I guess, um, from around the rest of the promotion. Is um Matt Cardona man, he's absolutely killing it. He is our new NWA champ. Um have you
1: seen he, how much hate he's
0: getting for this? Do you know what though? I don't I don't understand this hate because we've had significantly worse NWA champions and I get it, people always go back to the glory days and they're like, you know, oh you know, this is Ric Flair, Harley Race and all all these people have held this title and now it's Matt fucking Cardona. And it's like um
1: <laughs> people I, I can't who was the champ before Matt I can't remember his name, uh, his name.
0: Trevor, Trevor Murdoch
1: right so people like because I've seen people coming at Matt like say oh yeah you give it to a washed up WWE guy and all this like oh what's what the title become but at the end of the day is he, he he's more probably more of a deal than Trevor I like, think he's he's defense, one of those the defence I've seen around that is people going oh, but he's like a young Harley Race he was the pe- person with the title it's like is he, though? Mm. Like, I don't know. You, you're probably more aware of all that historic stuff than I am. But, like, I mean, he wasn't, I, get, I don't think he was massively over. I, I would say Nick Aldis was more over with the title than he was. He hasn't even held it that long, really.
0: I think for NWA loyalists, <laughs> like, you know, Trevor Murdoch is... Obviously, the Harley Race Connection and stuff like that. Obviously, the stuff he went through to get the belt and things like that. It's very old school. Um, so, you can get why... You know, Trevor Murdoch is over to fuck with NWA fans, so you can get that. But I refuse to believe that Matt Cardona is a downgrade on Trevor Murdoch, and that's not a dis—you know—to disrespect Trevor in any way, shape, or form. But Matt Cardona is one of the hottest prospects in wrestling right now. So
1: for he's, him he's to going have that title, to build himself up, like I, I think people aren't willing to let go of the Ryder stuff yet. But to, like to uh, to still be calling him a, like a, an ex WWE guy at this point is like. How long's he been away, and how much has he done in that time? I think it's exactly. almost disrespectful to be calling him a, a WWE guy at this point.
0: Yeah, he's um he's consistently, you know, we've always praised him for reinventing himself and you know getting himself over wherever he is. And he's he's on an absolute tear. Obviously GCW stuff, mm. Impact stuff. Like he literally just won the Digital Media Championship um by turning heel on Jordan Grace um like the other week. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. he's he's killing it. He's in Impact. He's in GCW now. He's NWA. He's everywhere. So um. Yeah, I I legit don't know why people are losing their minds. I think he's a fantastic champion. There's been so so many worse NWA champions. You look, you know, like at the early '90s. I mean, fucking Jeff Jarrett held it like six times for fuck's sake. Um,
1: That's the thing. Because I think some people in his defense were making good points like that. Like people are talking about the glory days of the NWA title and remembering the likes of uh, Harley Race and Ric Flair. But there are plenty of champions that you won't remember, and that weren't great. Like considered to be fantastic champions. I think, so, like, um, even if it doesn't work out for Matt and you go, he was never a great champion, it, why can't he ever go at the belt? I think fucking Cebu held it at one point for fuck's sake, yeah. So, so the okay. prestige they give giving it, I get, but at the same time, it's not like it's only ever been held by like these top caliber guys, is it, you know?
0: No, um, so yeah, lunacy, I think, uh, heresy, yeah, think awesome, awesome for back Cardona, and I think yeah. you know. It'll hopefully get more eyeballs on NWA as well, which is what you want. And it's no offence to Trevor Murdoch because to the loyalists, he's, he's huge. But for your non-loyal you know loyal NWA fans, who's going to get you to tune in?
1: It's going to be Matt Cardona. So, it is, and that's the thing. And it's a good business decision for that sense because it will put eyes on NWA. That it will. Um, that it will.
0: So, yeah, Anthony, another fun-filled episode of This Week in Wrestling. Um, lots Game going on. Fast on uh, the trail for Elimination Chamber on the road to WrestleMania yep. with a turn-off at WrestleMania Backlash down the line. Um oh, so, <laughs> so, so, How many yeah.
1: pay-per-views are there before WrestleMania?
0: All systems go. Um, but, yeah, so I appreciate you joining him. Uh, joining in. No, joining us. Thanks. Yeah, I, Join <laughs>
1: yeah I, I try to. I try to. Yeah. You know, I'm Thanks here.
0: for... Thanks for showing up, Anthony, and uh, participating. Um, (laughs) No, no, thank you. But yeah, uh, we've got a hell of a lot of news to talk about this week as well. Some big news. Cody Rhodes, obviously, departing AEW. Stone Cold Steve Austin, potential in-ring return at WrestleMania as well. Uh, You know, imminent. um, Kind of out of nowhere. So loads of stuff to talk about. Um, And we're also going to be giving our predictions for Elimination Chamber. So make sure you check it all out. And in the meantime, here is the... One and only Thunder Rosa to say goodbye.
1: Hey, everybody! This is Thunder Rosa, and you're watching or listening A to the K. A to the K. A to
0: the K.